You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. Unfortunately, no Island Boys tonight. Well, you got two Island Boys right here, but no Island Boys uh, intro today. But welcome into the show. Unfortunately, the Sacramento Kings lose tonight, 107-104 to the Indiana Pacers. No deer and Fox. We'll talk about that. Davion Mitchell started tonight. Uh, we definitely have a lot to talk about that. I want to give a shout-out to everybody here in the chat Calvin, welcome in. We also have some interesting uh, NBA trade rumor news as well, which we can talk about. One of your favorite characters in the league. Oh, man, I cannot wait. You've been working all day, so I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it yet. So uh, I'm sure this is going to be a lot of fun. But welcome in, everybody. Please don't forget to smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification cowbell so you get notified every time we go live and every time we put out a new video. Shout out to Callum, Brian, Jesus, PK. We got Rodders here. Jeff the Lefty is here. Alfie Man is here. Uh, Brian, Jim. Wow, a lot of, lot of people here. Welcome in, everybody. And everybody else that I didn't mention. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bouncer will be here shortly. He is just finishing up in the restroom. Uh, Calvin, Matthew's here. Matthew is here. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Hey, Calvin. What was your guys' ASMR channel name again? Maybe Basketball at the Bars. What do you think? Oh, about? perhaps. Our all-NBA channel. Perhaps. Unfortunately, we haven't been putting out a lot of content on that channel because we've been slammed, but we hope to get back to that channel soon. 
But guys, welcome in. Cheers and uh, cheers to Alfie Man for cheers. running the pregame show here on the chat. Calvin, Kings lose tonight. Give me your first thoughts on the game. Monty, please go and get Matisse Thibel or Jay Crowder. That, those are my wow. first thoughts. Wow. Um, look, this team has been lucky this year. They've been one of the healthier teams in the NBA. Uh, and I know Fox is not dealing with a serious injury. They expect him to return soon. But my number one key to this game was perimeter defense. And they, they had smoked. almost nothing yeah, on that today. Almost nothing on that front. Uh, we know it, it's no secret. We've talked about it all season long. Defense is the Achilles heel of this team, uh, whether it's interior or exterior. Um, the other teams in this division are getting healthy. The Clippers are starting to win games. And there are also some of these teams going to be really active at the trade deadline. The Warriors are rumored to be in on Matisse Seibel. They suck at defense as well. Yeah, uh, they the, suck at a lot of things. The Suns have Jay Crowder hanging in the balance there. They just beat the, the Celtics. The Kings today. are yeah. The Kings are in a very interesting position, playing with house money, being ahead of the and leading in the division right now, still third in the West. But if they want to make a serious stretch run and make noise in the playoffs, they've got to go and get one of these wing defenders. I'm convinced. Wow, wow. wow. We'll talk about defense. We'll talk about trades. We'll talk about. Davion Mitchell and what he did filling in for the starting lineup tonight. But first off, let's dive here into the box score. I mentioned De'Aaron Fox was out tonight expecting the birth of a, of a new child. Uh, so he was out. Congratulations, personal, by the way. Personal reasons. Tricky timing here on this one. I'm sure yeah. he would have loved to play in this game. Uh, but nonetheless, he missed the game. He should be back soon, as Calvin mentioned. But Domas Sabonis, his return to Indiana. 38 minutes of action, 15 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, a block, 4 turnovers tonight. Only 3 personal fouls, so he did stay out of foul trouble uh, for this game. Harrison Barnes, 35 minutes of action, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. HB was on fire tonight, 6 of 7 from Oh, sorry, from the free throw line. Three of five uh, from three-point range. Three points tonight for Keegan Murray. Another disappointing offensive performance by him after putting up two points in the previous game. Three points for Davion Mitchell in 22 minutes tonight. Only one rebound, one assist, and one turnover. Ouch. Uh, minus 19 tonight. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Kevin Herter. 16 points, one of seven from three-point range, but seven of 14 from the field. Three points, three assists, four steals tonight, two turnovers. I hope you're seeing a trend here. I'm naming all the turnovers tonight, Calvin, because Almost boy, as many turnovers as assists. One-to-one ratio is not what you want there. Boy, did the Kings have a lot of those. Seven points, four rebounds for Trey Lyles, including an amazing dunk from him. We did see him hit his head on the floor, uh, came out of the game. Hopefully he is okay. Hopefully he will be able to return soon, uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Chemezi Metu. Ten points tonight. He made two threes tonight in this game, Calvin. Four rebounds for him. Zero points for Adela Vadova. Fifteen points for Terrence Davis off the bench. Three of seven from three-point range for him. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, and a turnover. And then my guy Malik Monk, 12 points, four of ten from the field. Five rebounds, five assists, a block, and five turnovers, unfortunately. Uh, this really was... Uh, Point guard uh, by committee tonight.
tonight, Calvin. Uh, you threw out Davion Mitchell. He was in the starting lineup, of course. And then you put in uh, Della Vadova. You try Malik Monk a little bit at point guard, try and get some ball movement. We're missing a lot in De'Aaron Fox. We really, really are. Calvin, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the Pacers other than the fact that Buddy Heald led them in scoring tonight. Um, But any thoughts here just on the box score? Or you want to dive into team stats? Well, I mean, you you were looking for the guys that were going to step up without Fox in there, right? I think Harrison Barnes did that. Uh, He did it right from the beginning of the game. I, I haven't seen Harrison Barnes that aggressive you know, in a long time, you talked about the poster dunk for Trey Lyles. Barnes had a couple mm-hmm. major, t- major dunks where he penetrated from right from the perimeter on the three point line. I love that dunk. In the he second he looked really, really good. Uh, they just didn't get enough, you know, contributions otherwise. Um, and the turnovers, yeah, absolutely killed them. But for, for me, it's, it, it goes back to guarding this team on the perimeter. Yeah. They only gave up 107 points. But they gave up 51 of those 107 at the three-point line. Yeah. That's n- almost exactly half of Indiana's points came at the three-point line. Pretty so wild. Fox, we've been critical of his defense at times. This season, I think he's been much, much better. So, yeah, I definitely believe that the Kings win this game if De'Aaron Fox plays. But you're right. I don't want to talk about Indiana. That's not the team I'm worried about. I'm worried about playing the Clippers. I'm worried about playing... Uh, the Grizzlies, Pelicans. The, the Pelicans, the Nuggets. I'm worried about the teams that they might see not only down the stretch run of this season battling for playoff positioning, but perhaps in the playoffs itself. Uh, and if you're going to play defense that, that way, it, it's not going to get the job done. It just won't. Yeah, yeah, all great points there. And, man, that dunk by HB was really, really incredible. But, yeah, we don't want to talk about the Pacers. We want to talk about the Sacramento Kings, how this team can improve. Oh, I forgot I was going to be Hoodie Berry again today. Uh, I think I'm just going to wear a hoodie after we lose every single game or something like that. And then when we win, you know, you you guys know what happens. when we Light the beam, all that fun stuff. I'll try, dude. It's hot in here. So I'll I'll try to put this on and, and keep it on as long as I can. A couple things to mention here about the Pacers. They were on a back-to-back. They were on a four-game slide. Unfortunately, the Kings cannot capitalize, and they lose. Interesting stat, Calvin. The Kings are 2-7 and seven when facing a team on a back-to-back. Pretty interesting number there. Normally, when facing a team on a back-to-back, you have the advantage, right? You're rested. The other team's tired. Uh, they lost last night. Uh, they're on a four-game losing streak. You face they, them. They lost a tough game, and, too. Uh, they were also up late in that game. Yep. And the Lakers made a, a pretty nice comeback. Um, the difference here is the Pacers are playing a back-to-back at home, right? And the Kings are in the middle of a, a long road trip. So maybe that cancels each other out. <laughs> Definitely. As far as the team stats go, the Kings didn't shoot well from three-point range. Much better in the second half of this game. But they only ended at 34%, 43% from the field, 85 from the free-throw line, which is great. They did out-rebound the Pacers 49-47. to um, but the assists just weren't there. Only 24 assists for Sacramento, 28 for the Pacers, 20 turnovers for the Sacramento Kings, Calvin. 20 turnovers. You're right. Almost that one-to-one ratio in assist to turnover, which is absolutely Not good. horrible for them. 40 points in the paint for the Kings as opposed to 44 for the Pacers in this game. Uh, Kings are up by two. Pacers led by 19 at one point in this game, Calvin. Uh, the Kings were able to fight back. You know, it was a, a much better second half for the Kings than it was first half. Um, but, you know, we've talked about it over and over this year. When the Kings get down early, they really use 
a lot of energy trying to get back in these games. And you can tell towards the end, of course, everyone expects De'Aaron Fox to be the guy in the fourth quarter. He was not there tonight. The Kings really struggled at the end of this game. I thought they had multiple, multiple opportunities there late in the fourth quarter to, you know, tie the game, take a lead, do something like that. And then just those last couple possessions by the Kings were pretty awful. Um, I, I thought that they could have easily got an easy two late in the game, played the foul game, at least give yourself a chance. Instead, we just jack up a bunch of horrible shots. HB taking a super contested three that he can't even he can't even get the ball yeah. down to where he's comfortable. He basically caught it up here and just chucked the ball. Uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, or, I mean, if you want to dive here into team stats, I know I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but if you want to talk on the team stats, or if you want to say anything about the final possessions of the game, have at it. Um, well, I mean, the in the team stats, we've already touched really on what killed the Kings in this game. 20 turnovers is just too many. Um, very sloppy. The execution down the stretch, I think, is definitely a product of not having De'Aaron there, right? He's been the guy in the fourth quarter the entire way this season. Um, so when you all of a sudden don't have that, the n- one of the top uh, scorers in points-wise in the fourth quarter in the NBA. Uh, the number one clutch guy in terms of points, very, very high in clutch field goal percentage as well. Uh, it's easy to to rely on that and, and all of a sudden have to, to switch that up, you know, switch up who handles the ball, who's making plays for you. Um, it, you know, give credit to the Pacers. They, they made enough stops and uh, the Kings did not execute well at all. I, I think it, it's a combination of just they didn't execute well and – they didn't have their go-to guy there that they're normally used to giving the ball to in those situations. Um, I also didn't like the awareness at the very end, even though it's a uh, you know, really, really long stretch to think you can win the game. You yeah. miss that shot. There's still time left. Nobody fouls. Yeah, You just Wild. let the clock run out. I, I don't understand that at all. How can that not be in your head? You have to try to extend the game at some point. I realize it's a long shot to win, but it, it just, uh, I think, echoes the – the fumble of late game execution down the stretch in this one. Maybe they were tired. They're in the middle of a long road trip. Those are excuses, though. You've, you've got to be able to, to right the ship and, and stay focused in those situations. But the 20 turnovers and then, you know, the, they got outplayed at the three-point line. Again, 17 threes accounted for almost 51 or almost half of Indiana's total points. Uh, transition defense was absolutely horrible tonight. I can't tell you how many times TJ McConnell drove the length of the court without anybody stopping him. It, it was really not good. I, even Davion tonight, I didn't like a lot of his defense. And yeah. when I'm saying that about Davion, yeah. you know there's a serious issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, I'm wearing the hoodie because I, I'm Hoodie Berry. I mean, you've seen Hoodie Mellow. Uh, I'm Hoodie Berry right now, so that that is why I'm wearing the hoodie. And I wanna, oh, there was a question. Is there fur in the hoodie? It's an ape. No hoodie. fur, but it's a custom uh, pattern in the inside. Custom. Yeah, check it out. We will have these for sale soon. Um, and I do want to be clear here. I'm not, this is not like DEFCON 5 panic on the Sacramento Kings. Okay. At all. Okay. They're still a good team. Um, we know what, we've known what their deficiencies were for a long time. I'm just saying this is the time of the season right now where things start to get real. You, you know, you pass the, the trade deadline and the all-star break, uh, it's all about playoffs, and, and the Western Conference is so jumbled. You can go from 3 to 12 in the blink of an eye. Look yep. at the Pelicans. Yep. So this is, this is a, a real reason for concern. It's not time to hit the panic button, but it's a, a reason for concern. 
So I just mentioned those numbers, two and seven when facing a team on a back-to-back. We play the Pelicans on Sunday. Yes. They play tomorrow, I believe, against the Lakers. Yeah. They are currently on a 10-game losing streak, which is absolutely wild. wild. So hopefully we can uh, correct that number. Uh, I got an interesting poll here in the chat. I'd love if you guys would fill it out if you have not already. The most important Kings player, Calvin. I mean, I was watching the game. I was prompted with this question, just like, hey, where's De'Aaron Fox? He's obviously out, you know, due to the baby and all that stuff. The Kings were getting worked. Like I said, they were down 19 at one point in this game, and I'm like, oh, man. Give them credit. They battled back. They put themselves in a position to win the game late without their, you know, one of their best players, their two best players, and one of the best fourth-quarter players in the league. That That's that's good. You, you want to see that, that fight. But yeah. So I, I posted the question here, the poll. There's three answers. Who are the most important Kings player? Fox, Sabonis, or Barnes? I threw Barnes in there as, you know. You could have just put other, I think. but I like Barnes. I like Barnes, um, too. 7% Barnes. 59% Sabonis. 34 Fox. Do you agree, disagree? I, I agree with the people. Sabonis is still the, the most important player. I like it. Calvin is a man of... Fox is not far behind him, though. I mean, as you you could see why he's so important to this team in this game. I, I think they win this game, I don't want to say easily, but they win this game with Fox. So he's obviously a very important part of the team. But Sabonis is just... He does so much for this team. And the fact, we've talked about it so many times, about how they have really nothing inside... Uh, when he's not available or doesn't play or gets in foul trouble. Um, I know Davion didn't step up and play, you know, like De'Aaron Fox or better, good enough in place of De'Aaron Fox today, but they have more answers at the guard position than they do at the center position. They just do. So Sabonis is, is to me, the most important. Great, great point. Um, Dude, my notes are, are hilarious for this game. Mitchell starts, Buddy making threes. HB dunk was dope. <laughs> Zero for Mitchell and Delhi at halftime combined. Third quarter was the best quarter for the Kings. Kings cut the lead to three. Broken play at the end. Foul, foul, foul. Why is there no foul? I didn't write that <laughs> exactly. last one down, but I was foul, thinking. Foul, foul. Where is the foul? Yeah. I agree completely. That pretty much sums up the game. I mean, I, I feel bad for Trey Lyles, like I said. Uh, really, really unfortunate. I thought he was totally fouled on that play. He gets whacked in the head. Unfortunately, hits his head on the ground, uh, which did not look good. Uh, he looked to be a little dazed. Uh, immediately fouls the Pacers on the other end of the floor. They pull him out of the game. Haven't heard much. Hopefully, he is okay. He's been absolutely huge uh, for the Kings. But, Calvin, I kind of want to revisit your keys to the game here. Um, So, first off was perimeter defense, which you mentioned. Uh, What would you rate the Kings tonight on perimeter defense? Oh, God. Can I give him an F minus? What what about a (laughs) scale of 1 to 10? It was not good. It was really, really not good. Uh, I mean, the whole game they were in, again, Indiana is a good outside shooting team. They're streaky. They can get really hot. uh, And they they move the ball around the perimeter. Tyrese is is a great, as all of us know, is a great guy at, uh, you know, finding the open man and keeping the ball moving and all that stuff. Um, But it, it was the combination of, just way too many easy straight line drives to the basket. And I'm talking about full court straight line drives, transition defense, 
They were in scramble mode the entire night. Poor closeouts from everybody across the board. Um, it, it was not good at all. I, I would give it like a three or a four wow. probably. Wow. Okay. I got to take this hoodie off because it is way, way too hot in here. Uh, second key to the game. Feed the ox, Calvin. 13 shot attempts for Sabonis, 15 points. Uh, what would you rate them uh, on your second key to the game tonight? Not bad. I kind of expected him to be a little bit more aggressive himself. Yeah. Um, this being First you know, game a, a game in Indiana where he used to play all this stuff, no deer and fox. I, I expected him to be a little bit more aggressive, but I, I think I've had moments like that in the past over the course of this season, whether Fox was playing or not, where I was kind of just a little confused as to why he wasn't looking to be looking for his own offense or, or his own shot more. I know that he's the facilitator of this team and kind of gets the, the, the offense started and running things for, for everybody. But, you know, when Harrison Barnes is really the only other guy who's taking matters into his own hands, uh, why not your best player who just got announced to, to be an all-star be a little bit more aggressive yeah and i think there was a little timing on the all-star announcements people were like wait wait fox got snubbed in the all-star game yesterday today he takes off due to personal reasons um i think the casual fan would have been like he didn't play because he got snubbed um but the real fans they know that this has been a long time coming right eight months or so uh yeah. and uh he's having a baby so congratulations to deer and fox we got to give a quick shout out to our guy Tanvir. Uh, Tanvir is watching via or listening via Twitter Spaces. Uh, if you guys ever want to join in on the show, have your voice heard, you can go on over to Twitter. Of course, don't close this link. Don't don't close the show here. Uh, but you can head on over to Twitter. Follow us at Royal Underscore Rebounds. You can join our Spaces and you can request to come up on stage if you want to have your voice heard. And also, Calvin and I generally hang out on Twitter Spaces for an hour or two after the stream is over. And we talk with a bunch of Kings fans. So it's a lot of fun and uh, would love to see you guys there. Also, Calvin, we need to give a shout out to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts. Shout uh, out. We have been having a lot of people download the podcast through Apple Podcasts. So shout out to them. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Amazon Music or any of those other streaming platforms, uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and uh, smash up that like button, right? Of course. And everybody here in the chat, smash up that like button. We got, what, 20 likes, over 50 people watching. Come on, Kings fans. Uh, the, li the like is free. Just smash up that like button. It really, really helps us grow the channel. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. And go ahead and share this with all your favorite Kings fans. All right, Calvin. I got a ton to talk about. My mouth is moving so fast because I just want to talk about 10 things at once. Um, <laughs> but I see a lot of people in here in the chat talking about oh pk have a good evening uh talking about red velvet and what's going on with him i thought he had a great game tonight 16 points 7 of 14 but one of seven from three-point range uh i've heard a couple interesting nicknames for kevin herter uh in spaces the past couple days uh you know everybody knows red velvet of course i call him james ham jr uh and then i heard ron threesley uh, which <laughs> I thought was a pretty good nickname That's as good well. One. I shout have out not to, heard that yet. Shout out to Liz uh, for that one. Uh, but, you know, people want to know what's going on with uh, Red Velvet. Well, he, he's just not hitting the three ball as consistently as we saw early on in the season. I, I mean, I think we all got a little spoiled when that 
when he came out just absolutely on fire, you know, his hair's already red. It might as well have just burst into flames when he walked on the court the first few games of the year. So I still like what he's doing, though. I mean, we talked about how can they manufacture more rebounding on this team for being small. I know he only had three today, but he has had games recently where he's been five or more. Uh, you know, if they get that from the guard spot, that's a huge boost. He's in the passing lanes a lot. He had four steals again tonight, um, three assists. His playmaking with Sabonis in that two-man game has been really good. And, and even though the three's not falling, he still is finding ways to score. That floater yep. uh, or that, like, half floater, half hook shot thing that he does, you know, is very effective when he's able to get into the paint. So I'm definitely not not mad with Kevin Herter at all or upset with how he's playing. He had a couple of single-digit games last week, but you know those were Malik Monk going off um, in both of those games or at least getting a lot more minutes because he was scoring and making plays for others. So Kevin Herter's minutes are going to be effective or, or affected when that happens without a doubt, but I, I'm, I'm happy with the way Kevin Herter's playing still. Yeah, PK says he's not leaving. Oh, welcome back. What is it called? Like the Irish goodbye is when you don't say goodbye and yeah. you just leave, right? What's the goodbye when you say goodbye and then you don't leave? I think maybe he was saying goodbye to somebody else in the chat. Like Jesus is gone, so good night, Jesus. Oh, Jesus is leaving? I thought I saw that. Maybe Jesus is still here. Maybe he's just saying goodbye maybe. and staying. Yeah, I don't know what that goodbye, is. Goodbye, guys. All right, we're, we're, we're going to keep keep going on here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, interesting. i got I got to figure out if that's, if that's uh, an actual, if there's a name for that. Uh, but, yeah, we would like to see Kevin Herter make more threes, obviously. That's what everybody wants. But, you know, I just got to go back to what I've been saying, right? He's finding other ways to get involved or stay involved, right? Three assists tonight, three rebounds. It's not spectacular numbers, but he still had 16 points. Calvin mentioned the floater. He's been getting inside when the three doesn't go. Uh, I thought tonight was a totally acceptable game out of Kevin Hurd. I, I'm not mad at Herder at all, at all. Um, now, <laughs> this is kind of a weird transition because I'm not mad at Keegan Murray either. But not a great night for Keegan. 25 minutes, three points, only six shots, one of six from the field, but seven rebounds and an assist. Uh, I heard some people on, on the live broadcast asking, I believe it was Katie saying, has he hit the rookie wall? This is two games in a row where he's been, I mean, dude, he was shooting lights out. Oh, we haven't even congratulated him yet for winning rookie of the year, or rookie of the month, sorry, for January. Yeah. That's two months in a row now for rookie of the month. But the last two games, he's been slumping pretty hard. Uh, I think the sample size is still too small to panic, to worry, anything like that. I think Keegan will be fine. But, you know, of course, we could have won this game if he would have made a couple shots tonight. So give me your thoughts on Keegan. Where do you think he's at? Uh, you know, rookie seasons are tough, right? We talk about how long an NBA season is compared to, uh, you know, a college season. How do you think that might be affecting him? Well, it's definitely affecting him. I mean, yeah, it, like the last comment there, rookie wall definitely happens. And and this time of year, I think it's not just him. We talked about how they the team looks a little fatigued. Everybody at this point is, um, you know, just kind of hoping that they get to the all-star break so they can recharge their batteries and get ready for the final run of the season. Um, you know, I think Keegan is still really struggling with, just not necessarily his role on the team. I think that's pretty well defined, but 
he is his offense is very much the beneficiary of of other players putting him in the right positions, right? I mean, if he gets hot from three, that people just keep feeding him and he just keeps shooting. Um, but he doesn't really manufacture a lot of offense for himself. Yeah. So that's why I think you see the the big disparity in shot attempts from game to game. Um, he has a defined role on this team, but it is definitely that of a, a role player, right? It's mm-hmm. He's not one of the... Uh, guys on this team that you look to get the ball and say, okay, we really need a bucket. We're going to ISO it up for you on the side, and you've got to go get it. That's not what he does for this team. Yep. So trying to balance, you know, how to be more aggressive when you don't have the ball in your hands a lot unless somebody's feeding you for an open shot it is a diffi- it's a tricky thing to do. Uh, so, again, if he's not – affecting the game in other ways. I think he had seven rebounds tonight, which is seven good. Rebounds, yeah. um, but it, if he's not, you know, stepping in, taking charges, that stuff I think, you know, feeds his game uh, from an offensive standpoint. He might look to be a little bit more aggressive if he's in there making plays uh, in other areas of the game. And, um, I, you know, the ball movement tonight I, I didn't think was anywhere near as good as it's been in the past for this team. That Which affects guys like, you don't have yeah, your starting absolutely. And that affects guys like Keegan Murray, who are really good catch and shoot players. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There was a weird moment in the fourth quarter where it seemed like everybody was afraid to, to shoot the ball. I believe it was like Kevin Herter passing it to Keegan Murray, back to Kevin Herter, back to Keegan Murray. Yeah. Keegan's kind of got the ball, and he's like, I don't really know what to do with this. Like, this is not my job, right? Like, where's De'Aaron? Where's the playmaker? Uh, the Kings really got stagnant there late in the fourth quarter. And teams, opposing teams, are definitely going to pay more attention to you when you shoot over 50% for th- from three for a two-month span, right? Yeah. Like, it's not just, oh, he's a rookie, and sometimes he gets loose and hits a couple of shots. dude. He is, like, really killing it now. Yeah. He's leading the NBA in three-point yep. percentage. That's on every team scouting report like way at the top so uh, that definitely plays a factor as well yeah I also got to say I took an L tonight because one of my keys to the game was uh make buddy a playmaker dude was on triple double watch at halftime so uh unfortunate there um we're gonna talk about trades here in a little bit Elfie man so don't worry don't worry we'll talk about Zach Levine we'll talk about some of these other guys uh Christian wants to know what's the best way to end a shooting slump uh, making some shots. Two words. Keep shooting. <laughs> there you go. Shooters shoot. The only way you get out of a slump is if you keep on shooting. I mean, yes, Jim, you can do other things. You can drive. You can look to, to get easy baskets. You can try to get to the free throw line. Uh, maybe that resets you there. But the bottom line is you, there's only one way out of a shooting slump. PK it's says, to keep shooting. PK says practice. I mean, it, yes. listen, we're talking about talking about Practice. practice. Not a, game, not a game, not, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. All right, well, I mean, dude, how much is there really to break down from this game, right? The Kings were, they, they played like shit in my mind. They, they had a chance to win this game, which was pretty incredible. You're missing one of your best players in De'Aaron Fox, the guy that basically runs most of the offense in the fourth quarter for this team. They were able to cut the lead to three. They were down by almost 20 in this game. Uh, a lot of guys underperforming. Um, but, hey, l- let's, you know, we touched on Sabonis. We touched on Barnes, uh, you know, Herter, Murray. I like what I saw to some of the bench guys tonight. Would love to shoot a little bit better. Um, but I think the the thing that everyone wants to talk about is, is Davion Mitchell and how he filled in for Deer and Fox. Not tonight, Jim. As the starting point guard. 
What's Jim talking about? Said, Buddy kept shooting and only put up bricks. Yeah. And he's the all-time leading three-point uh, scorer in Sacramento Kings history, right? And he's uh, in Kings history. number one and made threes. So, uh, some of them went in. in the you NBA just keep shooting. <laughs> but, yeah. So, what, do, what were your thoughts on Davion? I mean, this is a tough – this is really tough for him. We talk about normally veterans are the guys that can play limited minutes or not play at all. And you have a certain situation, you're like, dude, we need you to play 20 minutes. And they can go right in there and perform. It's a little bit harder for younger guys, especially a guy that's only been in the league for two years. Uh, and, and he's only been playing, you know, 15 minutes a game or so. He gets thrown into the starting lineup tonight. Like I said, between him and Della Vadova, zero points at halftime from the point guard position, which is, is not great. Uh, you look at the assist numbers, one assist for each of those guys at the end of this game. Yeah. That's not a lot of production from the point guard position. You know, give me your thoughts on Davion because we've raved about him. Of course, we like the defense. He's been, uh, you know, explosive on the offensive end at times, but not tonight and not for the majority of the season. Hold on one second, Calvin. I just got a message here from the bouncer. Uh, he said he is uh, currently handling some sex bots and he should be in shortly. <laughs> Back to Davion. We would expect nothing less from the bouncer. Yeah, Davion was not good tonight. I mean, offense is what everybody wants to talk about, and when is he going to come? When's the, de the development going to happen? Um, but, you know, this is the number one offensive team in the NBA. That Yeah, they only scored 104 points tonight, didn't have one of their best players, a guy that averages over 20 a game. They needed more somebody to step up and score more, right? But the the bottom line is, Davion, just like we talked about Keegan Murray having a well-defined role on this team, Davion's role, it might be the most well-defined of anybody on this team. You play defense. That's all. That's what yeah. you do. You have, you're one of the only guys on this team that does play consistently good defense. Um, and tonight, he did not. I, I mean, I, I've rarely seen Davion close out on the three-point line, get beat, and then not try to recover. Like, not even try. I saw that a couple of times tonight. That's that's a problem. Um, everybody has bad games. Everybody has off nights. No pun intended. But it, this was this was not good. I, when you're when that's your main job, that's your number one job on this team, um, and this team is getting killed. Transition uh, layup after layup after layup. T.J. McConnell scores like six points in a row in that in the third or fourth quarter yep. there. Yep. How's that guy still in the league? Uh, that's, that's what you need Davion for uh, on this team is those exact moments. Uh, and he did not step up to the challenge tonight or step up to the plate for whatever reason. Uh, you know, people, like I said, it's, it is one game. Um, I, I, don't, I certainly think that Davion's value for this team, I, I see a lot of people talking about Davion's value in the trade market, probably not very high, but his value for this team is still high because this team doesn't play much defense at all. Yeah. But that's what he's got to bring to the table here. We got a tie, a Pelicans fan, requesting to come up on stage. Should we let him up? Should we ask the people? Sure. I mean, he's going to want to build himself up before the beatdown on Sunday. So, yeah, Should absolutely. we ask the people? We can lay, leave it to the, the royal family. Yeah, I feel like we should, we should let the royal family decide whether, we whether Ty should come up on stage. 
So let me know, guys. Should, should we <laughs> let, let him up? Let on him stage? speak briefly. Him, yeah. is the first. Just rug him. Just <laughs> the first. So answer. Ty, what do you think about Sunday's game? And then just kick him <laughs> off the stage or mute him. Ty, we'll definitely bring you up on stage. Just give me a second. Want to finish up here? Talk about trades real quick, and then we'll bring you up on stage. Love to hear from you. Um, so real quick on on Davion Mitchell, I, I did see there was moments in this game where he goes to guard Tyrese. He goes to guard Buddy. Those guys quickly get the ball out of their hands. Like, those guys were terrified. <laughs> they practiced against him last year for half yeah. of the season. They know what he's capable of on the defensive end of the floor. So he still strikes fear in, in opposing players, um, you know, but we would like to see more for him. Uh, he just he needs to be more consistent, which is really, really hard when you're not getting consistent minutes. So uh, when, we, when we get to the trade category, I definitely want to talk about backup point guard for the Sacramento Kings. Um, but anybody else you want to talk about in this game tonight before we move on? No, I, I mean, look, th this is a game that you just move on from. Uh, there were there were a bunch of guys that did good things in this game. It's the same one of the same narratives that we have with this team. Uh, I think I saw somebody put it pretty well in the chat. They... In close, tight games, uh, especially if Fox is not going to be in the game, that they rely heavily on him, right? But they, they also have these big lapse moments offensively where the passing is just super sloppy. Uh, it's turnover after turnover. They allow easy transition buckets, and that's, that's what happened tonight. Uh, they just did not have it offensively, obviously, only 104 points and 20 turnovers. Uh, and then defensively, they're not good enough to overcome that. All right, moving on here. A couple things to discuss, and then we'll talk about trades. And then and then we'll talk with Ty about his 0-10 Pelicans facing the Sacramento 0 and Kings. 0-10 in the last 10. Yeah, I mean, you don't got to add in that extra context. Just 0-10 Pelicans is what, what we'll call them right now. Uh, yeah, he's giving me some thumbs, thumbs down. When he gives thumbs down, I know I'm doing something right. So there you got to keep it up. Anyways, okay, yesterday the All-Star Reserves were announced. It's official. Domas Sabonis is an All-Star, Calvin. Three-time All-Star. We heard multiple coaches after this game, Pacers coaches, going up to him, congratulating him for make it three times. Much deserved. Uh, guys, everybody that voted for him, pat yourself on the back. Uh, I voted uh, a couple times, so I'm going to pat myself on both shoulders. Uh, we made it. We got a Kings All-Star. First time since what? DeMarcus Cousins. It's definitely, definitely been a while. Uh, however, ridiculous. Deer and Fox was snubbed from the All-Star game. Instead, they chose a guy like Paul George. I think he's averaging 16 points, five rebounds, something like that. Played maybe half the season. His team is a lower seed than the Kings. I think it's outrageous. You might even say it's ridiculous, Calvin. Cue up ridiculous. Is it ridiculous? Oh, it's ridiculous. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think that... I hope look, the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's, really it's, it's, really it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Um, look, every single year, it, it's inevitable. Somebody is going to get snubbed from the All-Star game. There's just too many good players. There's not enough spots, right? Like, do we have this con not we as in Kings fans, but the NBA has this conversation every single year. Someone always gets left out. I will say that up front. However... Um, I, I do think that it's kind of ridiculous that Paul George gets in there and De'Aaron Fox does not. Uh, his numbers are definitely comparable. 
to Paul George. Maybe not the steals, but he's got him in ev- pretty much every other category. And to me, it's it's games played. I, I mean, I, I don't see how you can um, punish somebody who's available and plays a lot more games and is leading their team to the, the top of the division that this guy is in. Like, it, it makes no sense to me. I, I'm totally on board with the fact that Paul George or De'Aaron Fox deserves to be there over Paul George 100%. I see a lot of people talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. also. And the thing is, he's a forward, boxes a guard they needed to, to fill forward spots. But I think you can make uh, an argument that that Fox deserves to be the all, an all-star over Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that's also averaging like 16 points a game, um, missed a ton of games, or, or missed a bunch of games how early many, in the year. How many all-star appearances does he have? Jackson? Yeah. Triple good J. Question. Because I feel like it's easier if you've already been an all-star, right? He like can't have that many. Your name's uh, already. I mean, he's he's got to have one or two, I would think. Okay. He is averaging three blo- over three blocks a game. Like he, he's on pace for scrub, uh, or having a season that you should get a consideration for defensive player of the year. I will definitely say that. But again, I, I just don't see how you can penalize a guy who's been available and has played a lot more games than these other guys and been very, very consistently. Never been an all-star, so there you go. Perfect. Should have never been an all-star, Yeah, I think is what he was trying yeah. to say. It, it's un, it, it is unfair, Yeah, I think, well, for these guys that, that have been hurt and not available, and yep. Fox hasn't. Yep. Well, guys, if you want to talk about it some more, like I said, we'll be in Twitter spaces after the stream's over, so go ahead and join us on, on Twitter spaces, royal underscore rebounds uh next up calvin keegan murray rookie of the month for january second month in a row for him congratulations keegan you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, Great congratulations, work, Keegan. Great work. Well-deserved. Not so good in the, the month of February <laughs> so far. <laughs> it's early. He's got a lot of time to make up for that. But, you know, he's definitely playing great and well-deserving of, of the fourth overall pick. So congratulations to Keegan Murray. All right, let's talk about trades. Uh, somebody wants to talk about Zach Levine. I saw a bunch of people talking about that earlier. Uh, and I want to talk about Zach Levine too. But before we do that, we got to talk about Calvin's favorite player who uh, demanded a trade today, Calvin, and his name is Mr. Kyrie Irving. Wow. Dude, when you texted me, so I, I got the pop-up and I didn't even look at it yet. And then I got a text from you and I'm like, that's weird. Calvin doesn't normally text me at this time. He's like on his way to work. And I look at it. Bam, it says Kyrie Urban demands trade, and you text me Kyrie, LOL. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Just, just when everything was smooth in Brooklyn, everybody was happy. Yes, they've been on a little bit of a slump lately, but they're a great basketball team. You haven't heard anything out of that locker room. Kyrie Irving, maybe he's mad people aren't talking about him. <laughs> I'm demanding a trade. Now... I've heard some people say that this is the best for Kyrie's career because whoever trades for him is going to be forced to resign him. Maybe that makes more sense for him financially. Uh, but the timing of it is really, really strange because, Calvin, we're six days away from the trade deadline. Six days. Yeah. That's wild. Give me your thoughts on this. I don't even know where to begin, man. I mean, <laughs> this is I, – I say this – a lot of times, Kyrie Irving is one of the most talented players that I've ever watched play basketball. He's so fun to watch when he does play. Uh, it really is beautiful to watch at times. But I wouldn't pay this guy. But. I, I wouldn't. If he offered to play on my team for free, I would say no. He's. I cannot understand. I can't even begin to try to think what goes on in his head like it, it's just absolutely ridiculous to me and I feel so sorry for Kevin Durant I really do uh, that guy advocated for him the whole way wanted him there uh, it, you know he f dealt with the entire vaccine issue and all this stuff uh, he demand I know he demanded to trade himself as well <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate issue, but I really do feel for, for oh, Kevin Durant because y you, you get hurt. You're out for a couple of months, but when you got hurt, the team, like you said, they weren't just playing well. They were, they were killing it. I mean, they were the, one of the best, if not the best defensive teams in the NBA. They'd rose all the way to like second in the Eastern conference in a very difficult Eastern conference to be second in. Yeah. Everything looked like it was going to end, well, maybe not end well, but like they were going to fight through this and be a contending team again for a championship. And you wake up one morning and you're like, what the fuck, Kyrie? <laughs> Are you serious? 
All of a sudden you want out? What what could possibly be going wrong now? Like nobody's yeah. talking about your vaccine issue. No one's talking about your uh, your religious beliefs anymore. There's not. I don't know if people are still boycotting we're outside of Barclays Center. We're games. winning games. Yeah. What more do you want at this point? You just want to play with LeBron? That's the whole thing? I, I really don't understand it. At all. I don't understand it at all. And if he does want to go to the Lakers, why would you go from Brooklyn to L.A.? That's not even in the playoff picture right now. Yeah. it's I. It just blows my mind. I, so blows I was, my mind. I was looking at uh, odds to win the title, and it showed yesterday's odds versus today's odds for both the Brooklyn Nets and the L.A. Lakers. They are dramatically different. Yeah, it's I pretty, bet. It's pretty incredible to look at. But, I mean, on, on the whole issue, right, like, the way that I look at it is the first year that Kyrie was with Brooklyn, KD was rehabbing from the Achilles injury, right? So Kyrie kind of waited on KD for that year, right? So when Kyrie couldn't play due to the vaccine issue, Kyrie's probably like, now we're even, right? I waited for you for a season. Now you waited for me, right? Then KD requests a trade. It doesn't happen. Now Kyrie requests a trade. We'll see if it happens or not, right? This is the weird thing, is that everyone is just jumping on thinking, oh, he's going to be traded. Oh, yeah. It's How not a, gar- not a guaranteed traded? deal. No, not I, absolutely. There's aren't, there aren't many teams, first of all, that can pull off the trade. I mean, he, he's on a one-year deal with like $36 million yeah. total. So you got to give up a ton of salary. I mean, if you're the Nets... Why in the hell would you do a Russell Westbrook for Kyrie trade straight up? That doesn't make any sense to me either. I, so I agree with you. It's definitely not a guaranteed thing that he gets traded. But then the question becomes, we're right back on the circus train after yep. the trade deadline because he didn't get traded. He asked for the trade. You're going to worry if all of a sudden he's going to wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm just not showing up anymore. Like that's The crazy thing is that's not even that unrealistic of an yeah. idea for him to, to do something like that. And we haven't even talked about Ben Simmons yet. <laughs> I think Matthew's spot on here. Maybe Mercury's in retrograde or something like that. So right. This is why everyone's requesting. And Rodder's also on the money. Ben Simmons. I mean, dude, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm telling Kyrie, hey, man, don't worry about showing up the rest of the year. Don't even worry about it. You can go where you want in the offseason, but I'm not facilitating shit. I'm trading KD. For whatever I can get. And I'm starting from scratch. And the reason I'm saying that is because trading Kyrie, you're probably going to take back salary. Like maybe if you did take Westbrook back, you're kind of in the similar situation. But I'm talking about, you know, opening up cap space in offseason. Kyrie can be valuable just in terms of holding on to him and him being an expiring contract for them. So if nobody's at offering you anything good for Kyrie, I, I just hold on to him. I don't trade him, but I trade KD because the but reason... How are you going to pull off a Kevin Durant trade in six days? Yeah. Not going to happen. I'm, I'm calling Phoenix. Not going to happen. I'm calling Phoenix, straight up. I'm calling Phoenix. I'm asking for Devin Booker. I'm asking for Aiton. Uh, and I'm asking for Mikel Bridges. And if I can get two of those guys, I'm doing it. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think there's enough time for that negotiation to happen. Yeah, it's really, really an interesting situation. But, hey, uh, everybody's leaving the stream here, Calvin, because they don't want to talk about Kyrie. (laughs) Uh, They're probably on the same boat as you. So, hey, uh, we can all say 
Good luck, Kyrie. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting week or so. Grab your popcorn. Sure we'll keep our eyes on that. But Calvin, let's move back to the Sacramento Kings and talk about trades. A lot of people are talking about Zach Levine. Uh, I know you're a big Bulls fan. You're a big Zach Levine fan. Um, I like Zach Levine. I like guys that can dunk. I like guys that can shoot. Uh, I like guys that are healthy, which is kind of where Zach Levine's been disappointing me. Um, I mean, if you're the Kings, are you interested? Because it seems like the Bulls have a lot of decisions to make in the next six days as well. The Bulls have a ton of decisions to make for the rest of this season, this year. And more news really. on Lonzo just came out a couple days ago, right? Yes. Where bad news. We have no timetable, no idea. He still has pain. Uh, I, I believe there was like a dunk video that came out a week or two ago and everyone's hopes got up and then they were like, no, 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 no. He still has pain and, yeah. and blah, 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 yeah. this. So first off, what are your thoughts on, on Levine? Ty's, Ty's waiting so patiently. Ty, we appreciate you. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on Levine? And is there somebody else you'd rather have on this Kings roster from the Bulls over Levine? Well, I like Levine. I, definitely. I, I mean, you know that. I, I uh, like yeah. I like the Bulls, and I like Levine um, a lot. But I don't know how much sense it makes for the Kings to trade for Zach Levine. They're the number one offense in the NBA. That That's what you're getting if you trade for Zach Levine. Not saying that he wouldn't fit nicely into this system or anything like that, um, but you're going to have to give up a lot to get him. Yep. He makes a ton of money. What is his contract? They're probably going to ask for draft pick compensation as well. Uh, he just signed a $200 million extension. So you're going to have to give up a ton to get him regardless. And this, oh, wow. this team needs defense. That's not Zach Levine's game. He's, he's all, all offense. And I agree with you. He's had a lot of injury concerns in the past. Hasn't been an available guy uh, for a long time now. I can't believe he's only 27. He is still young. That's yes. crazy. Uh, and still a very valuable player. But I just think that if you're going to have to give up a good portion of what made this team so successful to begin with and not get any defense in return, that's not really the way that I would be looking at it. I'll tell you the one guy on Chicago's roster that I would want above anybody else. Alex Caruso. Yeah. I like DeSumo a lot as well. Um, he was a fantastic second-round pick. But Alex Caruso is the guy so that you want. So affordable, million a year. 100%. And I do not think that they're going to part ways with him right now. Yeah. It, it wouldn't make much sense. I, like, Unless they completely blow it up and start from yeah. scratch, there's no yeah. point in them trading Caruso because he is so affordable, right? $9 million this year, $9 million the year after that, 9.8 in the third year, partially guaranteed. Uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, back to Levine, $37 million this year, $40 million next year, 43 the year after that, 45, almost 46 the year after that, and almost $49 million in 26-2027, uh, which is crazy that's a player option as well so i mean zach levine would be great um if i mean if he's healthy and you don't have to give up too much but those are a lot of big ifs those are some big big ifs yeah um all right well let's talk about davion because i think a lot of kings you know we're doing our overreaction monday here right where <laughs> or overreaction friday oh it is friday right it happy is friday. friday everyone um but anyways like 
after the game tonight, a lot of people are looking at this roster and they're like, Kings need a backup point guard, like straight up, right? Uh, Delhi didn't do it. I know all my Aussie fans out there love Della Vadova. Shout out to him. But Delhi didn't do it tonight. Davion didn't do it tonight. Malik Monk, as good as he has been with, uh, you know, playmaking and, and assists like that, five assists, five turnovers tonight. Not great. Not what you want out of your backup point guard. So my question to you, Calvin, is does this Kings team really need a legit, maybe more experienced backup point guard? And are um, you willing to trade Davion to get that? Well, I mean, it depends on who you get in return. Um, I, I still think that I still think the answer is is wing, uh, a athletic wing defender. I, I'm looking at Jay Crowder and Matisse Thibel out there. It, those those are my top p- picks right now. I like Matisse a lot. I, I just think that when this team is fully healthy, Davion has a a, a good value for this team, a, a good role. Uh, they don't need him to score when they're when they're fully healthy. They just don't. Yeah. But he is a fantastic perimeter defender, and that's absolutely what this team needs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'm not looking to move a guy like Davion now. Of course, if there is a big upgrade, I've I've been on the on the record saying it over and over and over again. Anybody on this team is tradable if we are upgrading. I am totally cool to upgrade. However, I'm not just trading Davion to trade Davion. I'm not trading Davion in in a horizontal move for maybe a, an older, more like more experienced guard. I love what he brings on the defensive end of the floor, and I really I agree with you, Calvin. I feel like he needs a running mate that can lock down defensively as well, and I think that maybe Matisse Thibel could be that guy where when you need a stop or you need to get some turnovers, you can unleash both of those guys, maybe mix in one or two in the starting line or with the starters, get some run with them, and, and really get some more turnovers, get some more stops. Uh, you know, I... We, we all talk about the Kings need a rim protector, right? Well, they need a big man. The whole first half of the season, we're like, we need a big man. We need a rim protector. We need another guy. I'm still open to that. Like I said, uh, somehow I ended up on the JaVel McGee train. I, I'd have no idea how it happened, but I, I think JaVel McGee could be a decent backup big for this squad. However, I think that the Kings really just need another wing, like you said, a guy to prevent people from getting to the basket and putting Sabonis in foul trouble. So many of these fouls are Sabonis, um, you know, because guys just have a free lane to the basket. He's there to, to challenge him at the basket, and there's nobody else there. I think by having Davion out there, by having another perimeter defender, a wing defender, it will really help out Sabonis a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm in agreement with everybody else, too. If you can go out... I still like Nas Reed a lot. I think that his he doesn't make a lot of money. I'm not so sure how much you're going to have to give up to get him um, with the logjam that they have with their big men. Uh, he's still a guy that, you know, he's playing minutes right now because they don't have Cat, but that, that could be an easy uh, guy to go out and get who could be a, a solid backup center for this team. But I, I just keep coming back to how good the Denver Nuggets are now and what yep. moves they made. Their backup center is DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Their backup center is DeAndre Jordan. He, he is not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. He's he's not much of anything anymore. 
Um, but they built their team with Jokic, who is very much like Sabonis, Murray, who has a lot of similar traits to Fox. Those are their two, their biggest firepowers. Yes, Michael Porter Jr. is there also, but that those are that's Keegan, where they started. Keegan, Michael, and Porter. then this year they went out and they got wings yep. that contribute on both ends, and they made themselves a much much better defensive team. Contavious Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown have been huge huge additions to that team. Yeah. I think the Kings could do themselves a lot of good if they went in that same type of mode. Yeah, Gary Payton the second, also another guy would love the Kings at target. I saw somebody mention uh Harrison Barnes or no, what was it? Rashawn Holmes three second round picks for James Wiseman. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I, I like James Wiseman a lot. I just don't know if that pushes the needle. And I think that puts you in a weird situation where you, you got to give a guy a contract extension pretty soon if, if you want to hold on to him. Also don't understand why, why the Warriors would, would do that. All right, last question before we move on here uh, to the Pelicans. And that was for you, Calvin. Where was it here? What are Calvin's players he would most want to trade? Uh, I'm assuming that's Kings players that yeah. you're okay with trading Kings players or that you would, you want to move. I mean, look, the, the answer I think is the same as it's been all year. Like you, you're not trying to give up too much right now. Uh, you, the guys that na whose names keep coming up are Rashawn Holmes, uh, Terrence Davis, you know, I'll, I don't really want to trade Harrison Barnes, but I'll put his name in there depending on what the deal is in return. Like if you're upgrading big time at power forward and you're potentially even getting an all-star caliber player, I'm absolutely okay with trading Harrison Barnes in, in that situation. Yeah. You but gotta it's, upgrade. it's those, those are the names. I mean, you can throw Alex Len in there. You can throw Metu in there or these guys that don't really get much time, but like what type of deal are you really expecting in return if you're including those players that there's not going to be much out there so the question is who are you targeting um and i think that the the names that continue to come up over and over again obviously make the most sense and that's holmes and and davis right now being the top two yeah, it's not NBA 2K. You're not trading Alex Len, Keon Ellis, and three second-round picks for a backup center. It, or It's just not not going to happen. Uh, Shout-out to Nick for joining in here. Nick, I see you. We'll have you up here in a second. Jay, good to see you. Shout-out to you. Star is here. Progressive G. A uh, bunch of new guys here. Welcome in and some old friends. Uh, guys, don't forget to smash up that like button. We appreciate you all. All right, Ty's been waiting. He's been patient. He's a Pelicans fan. Should we make him wait longer? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Pelicans, and uh, let's hear from Ty. So, Ty, welcome in, buddy. How are you? G'day, g'day. Uh, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Oh, I mean, I, I would feel a little bit better if the Kings won tonight, but uh, we're facing you on Sunday, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, my goodness. You need to stop this disrespect, seriously. Like, we didn't even know Fox was going to be there. And if you talk all this talk and Fox isn't there and we demolish you, it ain't going to be fun. I promise it ain't going to be fun for you when I come into space. We already got a bet on the line, dude. If, it, if we lose, I'm not going to be having fun anyways. <laughs> you want to remind everybody what oh, our little I'll wager is? 
<laughs> I'll make it even sometimes off. Trust me. <laughs> so if uh, if the Kings win on Sunday, Ty has to say light the beam um, because he's a Sydney Kings fan. And uh, if the Pelicans win, uh, I don't have to do anything, right? No, nothing at all. No, 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 no. It's uh, it wasn't recorded. <laughs> You're lying. Um, no, you got to make a pelican there. He knows that. Joseph, I'm pretty sure Joseph was in here when we made that bet. So. You got to make the pelican noise. Whatever the hell that Joseph, is. Joseph, mm-hmm. give, me a, give me a thumbs up if you don't know what he's talking about. Oh, my goodness. That. But yeah, you know I'm good. You know I'm good for it, Ty. You know I'm good for it. But hey, let's talk about your Pelicans. Uh, they're 0 and 10 here. They face the Lakers, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, then a back to back against the Kings on Sunday. Uh, what's going on with the Pels right now? Um, we're just dealing with a lot of uh, issues right now. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's a lot of slow starts. A lot of one quarter. Well, it's not even slow starts. It's just that one quarter, right? Three quarters, and it doesn't like a particular quarter. It's just been that one quarter where we can't score, we can't defend. We're one of the worst teams at defending the paint in general, let alone giving up like those quarters. And then that's what that's what's been getting us into these holes where we have to keep digging ourselves out, digging ourselves out. Like we were down by thirty against Dallas the other day, and then we brought it within uh, what was it four? And then we got screwed up by not one, two. Uh, let me repeat that. Two two-minute reports. They got wrong. Oh, like man. you want to talk about the team being screwed up, dude. That's those words like, are outlawed on this show. Like, <laughs> that is terrorism. <laughs> but yeah, like I am confident we can beat the Lakers. I, I genuinely am because Brandon Ingram has always played well against the Lakers. Like since he's been traded, he's just cooked them. So and. There is definitely a hunger towards wanting to be a Disney. So I believe we can beat them. And then for our matchup with you guys, it really depends. If Fox plays, it's anyone's game. If Fox doesn't, I'm very confident we can beat you guys. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Fox definitely needs to be available. And honestly, I I think he will be available for the game on Sunday. I think it's a really, really important game. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, Ty, uh, Calvin wants to, you know, break down his keys to the game here. And then I want to hear your thoughts. So um, give us a give us a minute or so here, and then and then I want to hear some more from you. So uh, Calvin, uh, keys to the game versus the Pelicans. I got them here. Are you got them? I do have them. All right. What are your keys to the game? Uh, number one is uh, pretty relevant after today's game, and that's take care of the ball. Twenty turnovers today. Yep. Uh, New Orleans is number two in the NBA in steals per game, so they force a bunch of turnovers. It goes without saying. I mean, it's a very good or very important key for every game, but you, you play teams that are active in the passing lanes, guys like Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones, all that stuff, they can wreak havoc, and transition defense has been a huge issue for the Kings as well. So that, that could get out of control very quickly. Uh, number two is I've been saying they had opportunities against teams that do not defend the three-point line very well to get hot from three. Mm-hmm. They did not do that. New Orleans does defend the three-point line pretty well. So they've got to find a way to, to uh, you know, hopefully Fox will play because this will help a lot. But they've got to find a way to score inside with Sabonis uh, and hopefully Fox, who's one of the best restricted area scorers in the league. And the number three is going to be get off to a good start. We see it all the time with this team. It's a Sunday game. It's early. 
They're on the road. They've been on the road for a while. They typically do not get off to good starts in those situations. It, they need to play well right from the beginning of this game. Okay, good, good points. Uh, Ty, I'll, I'll pass it to you. I want to hear your thoughts uh, on those keys, uh, but I got a quick question for you. How many uh, minutes left in the game before the home crowd starts chanting, light the beam? That would never happen in New Orleans, I promise you. Oh. That, that would never that happen in New Orleans. Sounds like we, we need no, another never. wager here. <laughs> another wager? That's crazy, All right? What is it? Uh, I'm down. What is it? Let me, let me think about it. We could talk about that after the stream's over. Um, but what are your thoughts on Cal's keys? From a Kings perspective, I mean, that's, that's valid. Like, I definitely do agree. You have to take care of the ball against our team because we just have so much length where we can corral players. And uh, De'Aaron Fox, last year, he did not do well against Herb De'Aaron simply because of the length. So you're going to have to really... Uh, I feel like the bonus is going to have to be relied quite a lot. Uh, with having Jonas Valanciunas, that's, an, that's a very big uh, mismatch for the bonus to take advantage of. And he's got to be very like uh, decisive as possible. He can't be, you know, thinking like a second leg because that will really kill um, the Kings. And like we, we are really great at getting in transition uh, once we do turnover teams. So I agree with Calvin's point from your guys' perspective, anyways. I like well, it. Well, thank you. I like it. What are uh, what are your keys for the Pelicans to beat the Kings in this game? All right, number one, take advantage of the midgets. But what I mean by that is this Kings team is very small outside of Sabonis. And I mean that in a respectful manner. Especially with you guys lately being running the Terrence Davis, Malik Monk, and Davian Mitchell lineup, we are a very tall team. Like, other than CJ being 6'3", everyone is 6'7 and above in our starting lineup. Hope Jones is a 6'6", 6'7", God forward. No, I didn't say CJ. I said Hope Jones. I said, other than CJ being 6'3". Oh, I thought you said Jose. Six, 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 seven. No. Jose. Uh, Ingram is like 6'8", 6'9", with a 7'3 wingspan. Um, Trey Murphy's like 6'10", with a 7'4 wingspan. And Jonas is 7'4". So, take advantage of the size. Two, do what we do best. Like you, or Calvin mentioned, uh, turn over the Kings. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Number three, defend that fucking three-point line. I swear to God, if Kevin Hurley gets wide the hell open yep. from these uh, like these exit screens and shit, from me watching, I will I will have a fit. And the last one, run your goddamn plays. I, I've been watching this team terrorize by giving it to just Najee Marshall, Jose Alvarado, and just ask them to go downhill. Run a goddamn play. If Trey Murphy. Had fucking Mike Brown as a head coach, I promise you he would average like 18 points. Easily 18 points. Oh, we'll take Trey I'm Murphy so jealous, off your hands. Man. Actually, oh, no, fuck off. Ty, I was going <laughs> to propose a trade to you. Um, you know, you guys got a backup point guard that I like. Uh, his name is Jose GTA Alvarado. Oh, hell no. Um, I'll give you Alex Len, Keon Ellis, and a couple second-round picks. Uh, how about I propose you a counteroffer? I'll give you Devontae Graham Jackson here for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, okay. Oh. Is there a mute button? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Ty. Appreciate you so much, dude. Hang out in the space. We'd love to talk to you uh, after the stream's over. Any last uh, last words from a, from a Pelicans fan that's about to be 0-12 on Sunday? Uh, walk around and find out. That's, that's what it is. Walk around and find out. 
flock around and find out. Hey, that's pretty good, man. You should All put right. that on some T-shirts. Appreciate you, Ty. Uh, next up, we got uh, we got Nick here on the spaces. What's up, Nick? What's up, guys? You know, we lost Nick tonight. On the stage. Why? Why not? All right, Nick. It was a depressing game tonight, so I don't even want to talk about it, dude. You're not allowed to say the word Pacers tonight. Is that do you understand? Yes. No Pacers talk at all. Not allowed. Let's talk about the Pelicans. We know we're going to win on Sunday. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Pelicans? You know, <laughs> you you know, we're going to have to beat them on Sunday. Okay. I like it. I like it. Ty and I have a little wager uh, for Sunday's game because he's a Pelicans fan. So if the Kings win, he has to say light the beam. Yeah, light the fire the laser. Yeah, fire the laser. Fire the laser. I like it, dude. Uh, you have any uh, any keys to the game on Sunday? I do want to say, you know, I do, I do want to say, you know, key, key to the game is to play defense and, and stay on your man, you know. I hope Calvin does agree with me that, you know, the Kings do need to play defense. Stay on your man. Guard your guys. I could not agree with you more, Nick. Could not agree with you more. I believe that was Cal's first key to the game. Yeah. Play defense. Yeah. You got to stay on your man. Any other keys? Um, Just pass the ball. You know, we should have won. This. We were, you know, we, we should we should have. You know, you, you just got to play. You got to play with better defense. Okay. You know, I mean, Fox, Fox defense, was out. defense, 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 defense. Five yes. keys to the game. Defense. I like it. Defense. No. And, and we're just hoping that Fox will come back defense. because, you know, I'm actually so happy that the Master Bonus got to go to the NBA All-Stars. But I was so, I was so bummed up that Fox didn't go. Do you? Uh, I know. I, I'm really disappointed. Also, do you have any insider information on Deer and Fox? Will he be available on Sunday? I really hope so, but he was out for personal reasons because I think he's got a baby coming in on the way. Okay. Has the baby happened yet? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. We'll definitely have to keep our. Do you eyes have an, on that. a name suggestion for Deer? Is it a girl or a boy? Do we know? I think it's a boy. Do you have a I name suggestion, Nick? I have no idea. Oh, man, you're supposed to say Nick. I gave <laughs> it to you. Gave you the layup. Is it, <laughs> is it a boy, Nick, or a girl? Do we know this? <laughs> Doesn't matter, boy or girl, Nick. Nick, Nick or Nicole. It, it yeah, might, Nick or Nicole. It, it, it could be a boy. Why not a boy? Oh, Alfie Man yeah, coming well, in clutch. It's oh, a yeah. fox. Alfie Man says it's a fox. It's a fox. Can't be wrong Foxy. there. Well, Nick, dude, we appreciate you coming up on stage. I hope you hang out a little bit longer. We want to talk Kings after the stream's over. Uh, but can you give me a prediction uh, for score of, of Sunday's game? Let's get this win. Let's get this win and get, 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 get yourself a win. I like that. You got a score? Score prediction? Oh, <laughs> 140 to 99. There you wow. go. Wow. You heard it here I first. I love it. You I love it, it here first. And last question, Nick. 
How many minutes left in the game before the Pelicans crowd starts chanting light the beam? Oh, God. Probably two minutes of the fourth quarter. Okay. I'm thinking 11, more like... 11 minutes, 59 seconds. I say 24 minutes left. <laughs> yes. Light the beam. Well, thank you, Nick. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. You guys got a couple of people after me. I know. I want to hear from Tanvir next. Thanks, uh, Nick. Shout out to Tanvir. Already? Tanvir, dude. One of our very, very first fans here on Royal Rebounds, so... We appreciate you, Tanvir. What's up, dude? What's up, Royal? What's up, guys? What's going on? What's happening? Not much, man. We suck again. We suck again, but it's <laughs> Friday, so it's okay. I'm drinking it's whiskey. Right, bro. I'm having a good time. It, it, it happens, man. I know we, we lost today. It's all good, though. We're still where we are right now. We're not, we haven't moved down at all. We're still okay. That's true. That's very true. No reason to panic yeah. yet. No reason. We're fine, man. Yeah, I mean, we're the third seed in the Western Conference, right? We, we're at 22 losses. The next team below us is Dallas with 25 losses. Uh, and the next few games, right, we got the Pelicans' easy win on Sunday. They, they can't win yeah. a game. 140 to 99. Nope. We, <laughs> we got two games against Houston, and then we go to face <laughs> Dallas. So I, I think we're in a great spot here. Yeah, I agree. We're in, we're in a good spot. Ty already given us thumbs down. I already know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how I knew I'm doing something right. When he's giving thumbs oh, yeah. down, that means that, yeah. we're, that we're in a good spot. Oh, yeah. We're in an amazing spot. Can you Hope give us uh, for any predictions <laughs> for Sunday's game? Uh, I think it'll be a good game, but we'll pull out with the W at the end. All right. I like it. Uh, score prediction? Mm, can't really give a score prediction. I think it might be a, a close game. So, like, like, what, that. 120 to 115? 120, 115. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah, Ty, Ta- uh, Ty likes that. Yeah. Tanvir, what's your favorite that. flavor smoothie? Ooh, that's tough. That's an interesting question right there. Probably strawberry. Strawberry. Cause they're, I like chocolate. They play, they play in the Smoothie King Kings. Center. Smoothie oh. Kings Arena. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about sure. to get it's that like extra large. We're gonna put little bits of pelican in there. Very <laughs> smoothie. Hey, oh, yeah. I like. Hey, you know my favorite smoothie is chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys so much. Uh, just hang out here on the Twitter space. We'll be back in a second. We're gonna finish up the live stream. Uh, any last words, Tanvir? Not really. I'll see you guys later on the on the uh, spaces. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Appreciate you all. We'll talk to you all soon. My favorite uh, smoothie is chocolate. I like Gotta it. Gotta love the chocolate I smoothie. like it. All you right, like dude. Chocolate? Love those guys so much. Uh, shout out to everybody joining us via Twitter Spaces. And if you guys want to have your voices heard, all you got to do is follow us on Twitter. Jump up on a Twitter space. You can request to come up on stage and have your voice heard uh calvin we got to give a shout out to a bunch of people here in the chat bryce is here sean is here we got a charlie uh siding here wow sass is here key kings welcome in everybody patrick is here welcome good to see you guys all uh calvin yes and thank you guys for the update on fox's baby girl rain oh rain is the name which i do remember hearing i was way off yeah way off 
So it's not Nick. Maybe the middle it's name. It's not going to be Nick. Maybe the, Maybe middle, the middle name. Yeah. Maybe the middle. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so now that now that Ty can't speak anymore, uh, you want to talk any shit about the Pelicans? Oh, I already, told, I already talked my shit. We're going to crush them up and put them in our smoothie. Yeah. Is that got to be like one of the worst mascots in the NBA? I thought it was an interesting selection when they were, you remember when they were having that yeah. uh, open uh, yeah. forum or whatever for the, the name. I liked the crew. I thought the New Orleans crew was, was cool. I would have gone with that. New Orleans basketball team? New Orleans basketball team is a good one, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or they could. I mean, they really should be called the Jazz, right? That yeah, that would make the most sense. But that would make the most sense. I just don't get the Pelican. It, it really, really doesn't make sense at all. Anyways, New Orleans bourbons. I like that one, Jay. Any other trades you want to talk about? Any other uh, fun things you've been thinking about? What do you think is going to happen before the deadline? I don't know, but I'm. I'm sitting here asking Monty McNair to go out and grab one of those wings, Jay Crowder or Matisse Seibel. Okay. Do you think Westbrook need it. gets Gotta traded? Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, I think Kyrie requesting a trade makes it much more likely. Because I heard that they were engaged in trade talks with the Jazz today, the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard San Antonio being rumored to be a team that will be active at the deadline. Um, yeah. you, you never really know what Danny Ainge is going to do. we got to keep our Utah's eyes on all these teams. in a very interesting position. Because yeah. they could be battling the Kings for playoff positioning. Yeah. A team like the Lakers yeah. could be facing the Kings maybe in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, really important to keep up on all these. Um, another name, now that I think about it, you asked me, somebody out there now – the likelihood of a deal happening right now is very small because the Dallas is asking for a quote-unquote star player in return to pair with Luka Doncic. But Dorian Finney-Smith's name uh, is coming up now at, okay. at the trade deadline. Another excellent defensive wing, a guy that can hit the three. I think that would be a, a great fit for Sacramento if the trade deadline's starting to expire on time. They still haven't found a deal for him. They're willing to give him up for... Not a star player because I don't think anybody is. I don't think anybody in their right mind would actually trade a star or an all-star level player for Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. But yeah, perhaps they could work out a deal. You know, as time is expiring in the trade deadline. Do you still like Christian Wood or what about a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie? Um, I like those guys that pl- as players. Um, Christian Wood. Is a, is a really, really interesting one, right? Really, really interesting one. Yeah, I, Jim, I definitely think Jay Crowder has stuff left in the tank. 100%. He basically got iced by this team, yeah. by the Suns. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. That's so, so crazy. Uh, last chance. Plumley, you like Plumley? I like Plumley. yeah. I, I mean, again, I... The where I would put my most focus would be to go out and get an athletic defensive wing. That's my okay. number one priority. I'm o- definitely okay with finding a backup center, uh, but I I still think if you can try to construct this team similar to the way that the Denver Nuggets have done their their team, um, that's that's the way to make this team really really rise fast. Nazir Little. I would be going after a lot of people before him. But <laughs> definitely yeah. a lot to like with him, like a very athletic wing. Again, um, hasn't really done too much yet in the league, but uh, there are definitely some players that I would be looking at 
above him. I, I love it that people bring up a lot of these guys because yeah. everybody wants to trade for Zach Levine or Ke- Kevin Durant or one of these guys, you know, but it's really these small little moves where you just tweak a little bit, add a little bit here, a little bit there, I think is really what helps teams make a big, big difference. You mentioned, uh, you know, the Denver Nuggets. Nobody, yeah, they did add uh, what Aaron Gordon last year, but this offseason, nobody was like, Denver won the offseason. They made all, you know, they won the offseason. They made the right moves, but it shows. I did tell you when they signed Bruce Brown, though, that that was a big pickup. Yeah, definitely. Huge, huge pickup. Definitely, definitely. Uh, But thank you guys so much for joining in. We appreciate you all so much. Uh, Hopefully, we can light the beam on Sunday. Uh, Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We will be live on Sunday directly after the game. So as soon as the Kings are done whooping that Pelican ass, we'll be live here on YouTube. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all so much. Have a wonderful night. In the meantime, go Kings. David Allison, shout out. Happy birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, David Allison. Shout out to Young Zell for providing all the fire music in the intro. And that's my bouncer right there. Even when he's late. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.